Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck, and the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally here, and the glorious month of October has fallen upon us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. you creatures of the night and welcome back to the it records podcast it is i matt johnson coming to you once again to deliver a halloween horror recommendation for you that's right hopefully this isn't your first time tuning in but if it is halloween horror is just a daily uh, movie recommendation as we go through october it's every october where i'm just giving a movie suggestion that you can watch hopefully it piques your interest or someone you've heard of in the past we know people are a little more receptive to watching horror movies in October as we get closer to All Hallows' Eve. So that's really what we're doing here. Give me some suggestions. They've never been recommended before. We've never done a full-length episode, so they're fresh new takes. And this year, we're also doing a slight theme where we are giving you a movie suggestion, and each suggestion is a different year in horror history. We started on October 1st with a movie in 1989, and October 2nd, we had a movie from 1988, so on and so forth until we're going to get to Halloween here and we're going to have a movie from 1959. We're going to go backwards in history. You get the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, and just a teeny bit of the 50s. And so, but where where does that leave us? Where are we at now? Who who would know? Well, if you look at your calendar, it's October 27th. Halloween is just around the corner. We are super close. But we are in the year 1963 for our movie recommendation. And the movie that was selected is the 1963 American natural horror creature feature produced and directed by Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. That's right, The Birds. Surprisingly, we've never recommended this movie, nor have we we done a full-length episode on The Birds, a fairly classic one in the horror genre. Also, it kind of a shame on us. I was thinking about it as we did this this uh, Halloween horror today. I don't think we've done too many Alfred Hitchcock just in general. I think we've done rope, which is not as you know famous of a Hitchcock movie. And we did it. It was like the fifth or sixth episode ever on the podcast. And so I don't think we've really returned to Hitchcock. So shame on us for that, but we're here today. We're here today to talk about the birds. It is loosely based on the 1952 story of the same name by Daphne de Morar. 
It focuses on a series of sudden and unexplained violent bird attacks on the people of Bodega Bay, California, over the course of a few days. So you are probably familiar with this one. It's birds attacking uh, Bodega Bay, California. It's, uh, I guess, a creature feature. You know, the idea that basically this unexplained phenomenon that these birds are attacking this town. It stars Tippi Hedren uh, in her screen debut alongside Rod Taylor, Jessica Tandy, Veronica Cartwright as well. The screenplay is by Evan Hunter, who was told by Hitchcock to develop new characters and a more elaborate plot while keeping to Demure's title and concept of unexplained bird attacks. And that's kind of key because I think when you think of the birds, there's also Birdemic, I think is a movie which is like completely panned. And the idea that like birds are attacking this town, you kind of think, well, why? Why are they attacking? Is that scary? Is that terrifying? You know, it just seems kind of silly. But Hitchcock, even when he's talking about this screenplay saying, keep it unexplained. There's there's a scene in the movie when they're like in the diner, I believe it is, where they're talking about, you know, why is this happening? What are we doing this? And one of the characters basically just says, why are you talking about why it's happening? Why are we not acting? What should we be doing? And so it's kind of, I think, twofold. Um, Hitchcock just saying, you know, don't think too much about the why this is happening and why the birds are coming here, but really just focus on these ca- catastrophic apocalyptic events that these birds are attacking out of nowhere um, and are causing this sort of destruction. So just really play into this. Some movies do that. I remember Looper doing that, which isn't horror, but Looper, when they're trying to talk about time travel, Jeff Daniels character was like, don't ask questions. You know, that's not the point of what we're getting at here. Uh, we know there will be a lot of questions about these certain aspects, but it's not the main point. And I think with, the birds, it was really about acting. How would you respond in these situations and the characters within them? And not so much of why, because even if you figured out why, it might not matter. You, now you figured out why, but you're still in this terrible predicament. And it might not even help that you know why. So that is part of it. I think to the, the credit of the birds, one, in 2016, it was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant by the United States Library of Congress and is selected to be preserved in the National Film Registry, it's it's a classic. I mean, people really enjoy this film. 95% still in Rotten Tomatoes, 83% uh, audience score uh, from that. Had a box office of $11.4 million on a budget of 3.3, so it was commercially successful, critically successful, and still um, a huge success to this day. Uh, there's plenty of uh, synopsis, not synopsis, um, uh, themes that run this movie are theories that people have regarding why the birds attacked. And you can, you can uh, look into those and, and, and talk about those. But I know one that they kind of talk about is love and violence. The representation of the birds in the film constantly changes to reflect the development of these themes and the story itself. At first there's the love birds and the pet store signify the blossoming love between Melanie and Mitch and the sexual tension between the two. However, the birds symbolize changes once they begin to attack Bodega Bay Hitchcock stated in an interview that the birds in the film rise up against the humans to punish them for taking nature for granted. Another theme explored uh, is the entrapment of civilians. You know, this is because the birds attack anyone who goes outside, consequently leaving people trapped inside their homes. Humanity scholar Camille Pagilia wrote a, a monograph about the film uh, that she interprets as an ode to the many facets of female sexuality and by extension nature itself. She knows the women in the play play pivotal roles. Mitch is defined by the relationship with his mother, sister, and ex-lover. A careful balance, which is disrupted by his attraction to the beautiful Melanie. And there's another theory about that and how 
Uh, only things start to happen when the birds are there, uh, when she comes to town to Bodega Bay, and that's when the birds attack. So there's a lot of underlying themes you can look into this movie for sure, but I just wanted to get this point, and I think that what this movie kind of still does well, even though it's birds attacking, is like the amount of silence in this film. There are scenes like the playground where the birds are just all over the playground equipment, and it's silent, and she's walking by, um, which is just terrifying. I think that's how it would play out. There's no like score really accompanying that. It would be eerie just to see that, like a bunch of birds on a playground you'd walk by. Um, so that's just kind of unsettling and natural in and of itself. And the scene, I believe his name is Dan, where he was uh, attacked and killed in the house by by the birds. Uh, she's she's walking through the house looking to find him, and it's this slow buildup, but there's nothing really going on, um, no music anyway. And then we find him kind of in the corner. Looks like he's been pecked away, and his eyeballs have been gouged out. There's kind of this zoom in effect, but it's silent throughout. And that that shot still kind of sits with me. I remember watching that when I was younger, and that was like super jarring because the eyes are gouged out, but there's no like cue to be scared. It's just very unsettling because it would be unsettling to find that that scene. And you don't need to make people you don't need to give a cue, I guess. You don't need to give people a cue. The audience will understand that that's that's unnerving. I would never want to find that in a house. But this wasn't the only film to come out in 1963, not the only horror film, I should say. Uh, Boris Karloff's Black Sabbath comes out, uh, Blood Feast. Uh, Blood Feast, I believe, is uh, it's Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yes, Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, did Blood Feast, so that's, that's an interesting one to check out. Dementia 13, I've mentioned The Burbs here, and The Haunting. The Haunting all came out in... 1963. Oh, and the comedy of terrors. That's Vincent Price, uh, the haunted palace. For a second there, I thought it was the Raven. I thought the Raven was 63. Uh, potentially, I mean, let me check that. Yeah, it is. It's part of that. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I'm not going crazy. It's part of that series. Uh, so yeah, the Ra- uh, we did the Raven uh, earlier in this podcast with uh, Vincent Price. But other things going on in the world in 1963, uh, the Kennedy assassination, John F. Kennedy is assassinated in Dallas, Texas, the 35th president of the United States. John Fitzgerald is declared dead at Parkland's hospital trauma room. We mentioned yesterday that there was the Warren Commission that was put forth to find out who assassinated the president. And they concluded that it was Lee Harvey Oswald. The Alcatraz Penitentiary closes the United States that was located in the San Francisco Bay. First explored by Juan Manuel de Alla, who named it after the pelicans that inhabited the island in 1775. U.S. government bought that in 1849. And in 1972, the United States Congress established the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, which included Alcatraz, and the following year was open to the public. And finally, or I guess I got two here for you. The first woman in space, that's the USSR. The Soviet launches a Vostok 6 spacecraft carrying Valentina Tereshkovsky. And she was the first woman in space. And that was June of 1963. And then zip codes are introduced, everybody. Take them for granted now. But it wasn't until July of 1963 that the United States Postal Service launches the zip code system. It's a zoning improvement plan. There's a little trivia for you if you didn't know what the zip meant. Zoning improvement plan was developed to make metal every more efficient within the United States. I will say it does. I would say it does. But uh, so kudos to them. For, for coming up with that. We take it for granted today, I guess. But 
That is what happened in the world. Some events that happened in, in 1963. If you're looking to watch the birds, it's, it's accessible. I mean, I mean, I don't know where you're listening to me from, but streaming it's on Showtime, DirecTV, looks like FUBU. It can rent though on Amazon, Google Play, Apple, YouTube, a lot of different places, Vudu, and you can buy it on those as well. And you can purchase it as a DVD or Blu-ray anywhere. So you can check out The Birds and I'd recommend it. As well as some other Alfred Hitchcocks if you have never seen Alfred Hitchcock. But this is 1963 The Bird. I will leave it there. I'll be back at 62, uh, 1962 tomorrow to give you a recommendation from that year. But until then, I am Matt Johnson and I'll remain in the shadows. Today is his birthday.